You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Pemba. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender bringing you the Week 10 Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast. Howard, how you doing right now? How you feeling about this upcoming week? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. You know, I got to be honest with you. First off, great to great to be here with you, John. Always great to be here with you. Um, but yeah, I got to tell you, man. I you know I I did the watch list. I I actually got to the watch list a little bit earlier on uh, on Tuesday than I normally do, um, and I felt really locked in. And then you know, like Wednesday came, and I made a couple of tweaks, a little uh, you know, a couple of add-ons there, you know, talk to, uh, talk to you, talk to Dan Malin about a couple of plays and, you know, and so now that, now that like all the news is trickling in and we're starting to get a little bit more of a feel, um, for some of the backfields, which backfields you can trust, which ones you shouldn't be trusting. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about this, uh, this week here, right? Is this the week, John? Is this the week we hit that big GPP? I mean, I certainly hope so, Howard. We've had, uh, some good lineups, the playbook lineups, uh, using the lineup generator. We put that out every week. Uh, if you use the uh, lineup generator using just a playbook only in dartboard players last week, uh, the highest combination lineup that would have been created would have finished third in the DK Millionaire for, I think it was like 100 grand. So it was like 234 points or something. Um, so, I mean, all the pieces are in there. Every week, all the pieces are in there using the lineup generator with the playbook that you're putting out. Your lineups are cashing uh, left and right, whether it be the cash or GBP. So, uh, we're looking forward to another strong week here, and I think we're looking at a lot of matchups uh, that we can definitely take advantage of. Uh, you know, if you wanted to start it off at the quarterback position here, Howard, there's some great uh, matchups for the top tier guys. Kyler Murray's home against Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers home against Jacksonville. Um, tougher to stack, obviously, if you're paying up at quarterback. But uh, you know, how are you feeling about these top options on the slate? Yeah, I think, you know, what you're looking at here as far as like Murray and Rodgers, they're obviously guys that you're you you do want to get a, a a piece of. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I think in that that Buffalo, Arizona game, I think a lot of people try and say, well, I'll save the five hundred dollars on Josh Allen. You can't even really do that. So, you know, I, I think for GPP purposes, unless I can find some really, really like trustworthy value. On the slate now, you know, like uh, like just to jump ahead for a sec, like Mike Davis, we know is four thousand on uh, on DraftKings. It's not a great matchup, but is that the uh, is that the play to have in your cash lineup so that you can get a Murray or a Rogers? I think it's going to depend. Like, there's no there's no argument against Murray or Rogers or even Josh Allen, uh, you know, in in their matchups this week. I think the question is, though, is that can we find enough value or, or are we going to be forced to pay down a little bit in cash games? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, listen, I think one of those two quarterbacks have to be your cash game quarterback. Uh, this uh, Buffalo-Arizona game opened with a 49-game total. Howard, it's already been bet up to 56.5. I mean, we're looking at uh, just monster points expected to be scored in this game. I think a lot of people saw what Josh Allen did last week against Seattle, uh, Arizona's past defense, you know, not much better, uh, obviously not as bad as Seattle, but Allen uh, threw all over them, uh, almost 40 fancy points. So uh, spending up, I think that's certainly the direction we're going to look at. Uh, if you're looking at under $7,000, Howard, on DraftKings, um, you have an interesting stat about rookie quarterbacks going to the East Coast 
you know, Justin Herbert's been a stable of my lineups all season long. Uh, is there a reason to fade him? Well, I mean, there's there's the fact that, yeah, so it's uh, rookie quarterbacks from California teams uh, are 1-13-1 when playing in the Eastern time zone. Uh, the last person to win was in 1986. It was Jim Everett. Uh, and so, you know, like I said, you, you know, you and I did the uh, the Annie Up podcast earlier, uh, which you guys can find on Spotify and iTunes if you're looking for that there. Um, but we talked about the fact that, you know, people, a lot of people are waiting for Justin Herbert to have that like bum game, you know, the one down game that you're just like, oh, you know, he just totally played like a rookie. Um, and, you know, against Miami's defense, it was a very, uh, you know, a very strong possibility that this could indeed come true. Uh, but then, uh, as you were so cleverly reminded me, that there is a COVID situation in Miami. So maybe if some of the top guys from this defense are out, maybe Justin Herbert at 6,600 on DraftKings is a safe play. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Now, again, they're, now they don't they don't have to win the game. In fact, the Chargers uh, haven't been winning many games uh, this season, and Herbert's been putting up great fantasy points. So they he can continue the trend of losing, but still maybe go ahead and throw for a few touchdowns and 300 yards if they're uh, trailing in a, in a battle of rookie quarterbacks because uh, you have Tua Tungabayola is, uh, is also starting there uh, for Miami. Uh, the interesting matchup there. To me, Howard, though, but just below Herbert is a guy that I think is going to have uh, a lot of ownership, in my opinion, this week. That's going to be Jared Goff. Uh, I know fantasy community, NFL community, kind of wishy-washy on Goff, given his struggles at times, uh, reading defenses. But they're home. They're coming off of a bye, and they get that Seattle matchup. Uh, seems like it's just one that uh, it's almost too good to pass up. It is almost too good to pass up. And, you know, when I was I was saying something about Goff and – uh, it got posted on on Twitter that I was, you know, really high on Jared Goff this week. And like, there are so many people that are just like, ah, every time Jared Goff's in a smash spot, he craps the bed, blah, blah. So, um, you know, I'm kind of hoping that that keeps ownership down. I mean, I again, I mean, how do you how do you not go against this uh, this this defense? How do you not go against the, the Seattle defense? It's so bad. So. You know, I mean, I'll I'll take that shot with uh with Jared Goff, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think just it's the he has the weapons too, which is I think the big part. You know, he's got the he's got the stackability in this matchup with Cup and Woods uh, to bring you some fantasy upside. So I, I'm loving that, uh, Howard. If we're looking at under six K, any of these names jump out to you particularly? Um, I actually like Carson Wentz this week. Um, I definitely do. Uh, Tua actually kind of intrigues me a little bit as well. Uh, Charge have been giving up a lot of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, and he does seem to be, you know, getting a little bit better each time. So uh, that's sort of an intriguing one. Drew Locke again. I mean, how do we not go back to Drew Locke uh, if the team's going to fall behind and he's just going to keep throwing heavy in the second half? We already know that Vegas doesn't have a strong defense. So Drew Locke is another guy. And I mean, why wouldn't you go on the other side there? And maybe even Derek Carr. Listen, I agree with you. I mean, Liam, last week we were on the lock train uh, because he had thrown 40 times in back-to-back games. And he went ahead and threw another 48 times in this game uh, against Atlanta. Because, yeah, the, the Broncos defense, for whatever reason, is putting them down 
double digit scoring for most of this game, most of the games that they've been in uh, recently, and it's forced them uh, to have to come back. Right now, this year against the pass, uh, Las Vegas ranks 26th in DVOA rating. So it uh, could be a good spot for Locke again at 5,500 uh, to be a nice cheap value play. Uh, Howard, the one cheap value play that I want to bring up this week, though, and someone that you told me not to mention uh, is Alex Smith. I'm going to bring him up anyways. He gets Detroit. It's a great matchup. He's going to start. Yeah, he threw three picks last week, but he also completed 75% of his passes for 325 yards and a score. Had 17 fantasy points at $4,800. Get a week of practice. He's got Terry McLaurin with him. Detroit defense. I think there's some viability to playing Alex Smith this week. Then by all means, go ahead and do it. I hope you, I hope you win your contests. I mean, listen, you know, uh, it, it, you could you could look at it as uh, as he's uh, he's uh, doesn't have to do much to return value for you here. And I mean, last week's Millie Maker lineup uh, that was um, what you call it? It was it was paying down. It was Drew Locke as the yeah. uh, as the QB, but it was you know it was a matter of getting the. Um, you know, getting Cook and McCaffrey into the lineup together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, uh, you know, I mean, so if you're looking at a guy like Alex Smith, then you kind of have to turn around and say, uh, all right, well, if I, if I do that, I got to get myself the most expensive guys out there um, at the other positions and that they better do well. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's take a look at some of those other guys at the other positions that maybe we will be spending up on. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, it was great to have you back for a week. Now you're going to be out. Uh, so that leaves us down to Alvin Kamara, who, you know, lack of usage last week because they were, uh, you know, so far ahead in that game. There was no reason to continue uh, to put him out there. He's home against San Francisco. Aaron Jones gets a great matchup there against Jacksonville. Uh, and then we have a returning Nick Chubb, potentially, uh, designated to return from IR practice today, recording Thursday here, did not even have a brace on that knee. Uh, so he's looking likely to play this weekend. Um, both he and Hunt are 68 and 6,700 up against Houston. Uh, those are the top guys for me. Chubb and Jones, for sure, uh, would be a, a pairing I'm looking to get. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like Aaron Jones more. I'll pay. I, I don't I don't need to. I don't feel the need to pay for uh, for Kamara. I really don't. Um, I mean, I love what he does, but and I know that the San Francisco defense isn't what it used to be, but I don't feel the need. Like, I'll save that, you know, nine. You know, what is that? It's she's uh, eleven hundred dollars to pay down to Aaron right. Jones going up against the tomato can defense like the Jaguars. And and he's not even a guy who like falls out of game script because uh, Aaron Rodgers likes to throw to him. So Aaron Jones definitely. I love Nick Chubb for this week. I'm really hoping that everything uh, just kind of lines up for him because I think Cleveland uh, just has to. They have to go back to their bread and butter, and and I think that that's a a good place for them to be. So um, I like uh, I like Nick Chubb for the same token though. I mean, sixty six hundred. Uh, how do you not love James Robinson against Green Bay when you've seen this? It doesn't matter if they if if Jacksonville falls out of the game, James Robinson's still on the field. He's still playing, uh, and he's getting the work. And Green Bay's defense sucks against yeah, the Green, run. Yeah, Green Bay's defense is not good. Uh, 28th in DVOA against the run. Uh, and like you said, yeah, last week, you know, we saw Robinson get 25 carries uh, against Houston. 
Uh, didn't really wasn't involved in a passing game as much as usual. Only two targets in that game, zero catches. First time all season he was held without a catch. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a good matchup. Uh, rookie Jake Luton supposed to be uh, back there again for him, so uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, I think Robinson is in a really good spot. Any interest in a returning Miles Sanders? It seems like you know when healthy he produces, but health has been a problem for him this year. Um, yeah, you know, like Miles Sanders is the type of guy who I will, um, you know, I'll, I'll let him show it before I, before I invest in him again. Like, I'll just, you know, I, I'm fine with that. I, you know, because I think the Giants defense is definitely improving and, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to buy into it. I'm not going to, you know, jump all over a guy like Sanders. So no, I probably won't have much interest in him. All right. If we're looking under 6K here, Howard, I know in the past you have called some Antonio Gibson days, uh, haven't always worked out, uh, but he has scored now at least back-to-back games in which they've played. Gets a really great matchup here against Detroit. Do you think Washington will actually give him uh, the volume? There was an interesting stat. I think I, I, if, I, if I remember it correctly, he's only been on the field for three third down plays this year. Uh, so they're just not using his pass catching ability, uh, you know, in those situations. But you can run on Detroit. Is this a spot where you would trust them? No, I, I can't. I, I cannot trust the fact that, um, I mean, what happens if, you know, Detroit goes up two scores? Then Washington's in pass catching, you know, in, in catch up mode, and, and they're just going to do it to give it to McKissick the entire time. Um, I just, yeah, I, I can't. This is one of those situations where we've seen at the running back position where I just, I won't trust it. And I won't use it for DFS to, you know, I mean, if you want to like, if you want to get crazy and try, like if you're putting in 150 lineups and you want to do that, okay, fine. You can get a share of Gibson, but you know, it's not enough of like a, a gimme discount uh, for me to trust this situation. I don't trust Gibson, uh, you know, in, in, in this, just like, you know, I didn't trust uh, any of the, the Colts, uh, who played tonight? I, you know, who knew? Wilkins, Taylor, Naeem Hines. It was a Naeem Hines night for uh, for for the Colts here. When you look at this with like a team like Washington, I just I can't do it, man. I can't get behind it. Yeah, I listen. It, it's tough. Uh, and like I said, everything would scream this would be a great matchup for uh, Gibson. But like you said, it's it's more of a low percentage GBP dart play uh, likely than anything else there. Um, any other guys maybe in this 5K range that's jumping out to you? Are you a believer in Duke Johnson this week? David Johnson not practicing with concussion. Got a little bit of that revenge narrative. Uh, Duke did actually get 16 carries last game and, of course, continue to be part of the passing offense. Yeah, I, and I don't I don't hate Duke Johnson. I really don't. Where He's uh, he's at five. You know, him and Philip Lindsay are actually two guys who kind of intrigue me. I know that a lot of people are looking at uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, because the Vegas, you know, pass the, uh, run defense is so poor, but I still think that Philip Lindsay, you know, could turn out a, a decent day. I would probably trust Duke Johnson more than Philip Lindsay overall, because we expect David Johnson to be out. I mean, it's, it's a good play. I don't absolutely, uh, I don't love on it, you know, too much. Sure. Um, you know, we talked a lot already about uh, value with, uh, or not top, but alluded to the fact that Mike Davis is 4K this week. Uh, you know, he is likely going to be the guy that is in everybody's lineup, knowing that 
you know, McCaffrey doubtful to play, but it is a tough matchup, Howard, um, up against this tough uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Do you think he's a little bit of a trap play, or do you think his involvement in the passing game is just going to give him enough of a floor to, to trust this week? Hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily, I'm, 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 it's not a trap because we all know the risk there because it is the Bucks defense, right? And we know that the, the Bucks defense is good. Yeah, but I mean, the run per DVOA for 4K, you know, I mean, when you think about it, um, I'm trying to remember what, what were Wayne Gallman's numbers against the Bucks? Like, cause he got into the end zone. What do you yeah, have? Like, he's, yeah, he's actually 4,500. He was 12 for 44 uh, in a score, had one catch for 18. Okay. So that right there, that's a return on a $4,000 investor. Is it 4,500 that Mike Davis is? No. Yeah. I, I'm, I, what I want to know is yeah, what Davis Gallman did against. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Davis is 4K. Yeah. Gallman's okay. 4,500. Right. I don't care about Gallman's price because I won't ever use him. Well, okay. the, the correlation that I was making was that Gallman did what he did against the Giants. If Mike Davis does what Gallman did, right, that's that's an immediate proper return on a four thousand dollar investment. Okay. Like I, I'll take I'll take 45 yards, a, you know, one catch because, you know, Mike Davis is going to catch more than just one pass anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I you know, I, I can't say that it's a that it's a trap. I think it's something that. You know, you you almost have to use so that you can just you can open up so much more uh, possibilities for your own lineup. Yeah, using your Gallman example here, actually, if you want to look at the game before Tampa against Philly, Gallman had ten for thirty-four and a score, five catches for twenty yards, gave you sixteen fantasy points at four thousand dollars. So uh, you tell me that Davis gets ten for thirty-four, add five catches and a score, then uh, I'm with you there. I think that uh, that one plays fine. Uh, let's look at the wide receivers. Again, we talked about having to spend up if you wanted to stack. Devontae Adams is $9,000 if you were going to go the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers route. Uh, but, I mean, nobody is stopping this man right now. Dude, you're going to have you're gonna have a stack of Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, right? You're going to do like James Robinson or DJ Chark coming back, right? And then everybody else in your lineup is going to be like 3K or under. Yeah, it's going to be punt tight end, cheap defense, Mike Davis and Rodgers. And- <laughs> right? Mike Davis in the flex. Yes. I don't even know yeah. if we can afford him. Uh, it's double tight end, man. Double tight end under 4K. It is. <laughs> uh, so obviously Adams is an elite player. There's a reason he's $9,000. He's the most expensive player on the slate. Uh, you know, he's had six touchdowns over the last three weeks. Uh, you know, it's just, just insane, insane numbers there. Uh, for him against Jacksonville. I mean, everything's lining up for him to be a play. It's a, he's, you know, it's a borderline, like don't fade in cash. Like he just has to be in there. He's probably going to, he's going to end up being Howard is not used in stacks, but he's going to be the one-off in everybody's lineup because you can't afford him really in Rogers. So uh, I think Adams is going to be very highly owned, but not connected to, to Rogers in lineups this week. I can agree with that statement. I can definitely agree with that statement. Probably going to be a good one, one-off. Of course, again, the Packers stack will uh, will end up winning the Millie Maker because you know somebody's going to—I don't even know. Let me figure it out. They'll figure they'll right. Is is suddenly going to have Auden Auden Tate in the lineup, and Auden Tate, you know, somehow ends up with like seventy-five yards and two touchdowns. 
Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, that would be brutal. Um, Howard, uh, <laughs> Seattle with the Rams. Uh, the last two weeks, I've chosen incorrectly with Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf, but Metcalf should be with Jalen Ramsey this week, right? So, which way are you going in this game, Lockett or Metcalf? If you're picking either of them, I gotta go Lockett. I gotta go Lockett. You know, I mean, listen, it, the funny thing is, is that it's really not that great of a matchup for for either. But I mean, you know, do I go, you know, do I go contrarian and say, you know, forget Jalen Ramsey? I'm still going to use, uh, you know, DK Metcalf. No, I mean, if Metcalf at 76 versus 65 for Lockett, um, you know, I'll take that shot. I agree with you. Um you know, it's splitting the middle there because obviously Metcalf was 76, Lockett was 65. Uh, Stefan Diggs coming off a really strong game last week, uh, 118 yards against Seattle. Again, uh, Arizona's pass defense, not not great. He's at 75. Uh, Keenan Allen, again, forever just a very solid play. Great for cash games, I think. $7,100, three straight games again, double-digit targets, 100 yards in two of the last three touchdowns in three of the last four he checks off all the boxes uh for me he's seventy one hundred dollars um terry mclaurin's at 68 i know i love him against detroit uh and then cooper cup uh limited participant with an oblique injury apparently mcveigh says that he uh thinks he'll be uh, available confident he'll be available this week uh but he's sixty nine hundred dollars woods is 66 how are you deciding between the two rams receivers this week um, well, I mean, I really dig actually Cooper Cup's got a great matchup. I, I, I like him a uh, little bit more than Robert Wood. I mean, I think they'll, they'll both eat, but, um, you know, I think that, uh, that Cup's going to be the play. That's, that's, I'm leaning on that way. Like, it's kind of funny. Those three guys, Allen, Cup, and, and McLaurin, I mean, that's just that trio right there. Um, Looks absolutely fantastic, doesn't it? In that in that like mid six k range right there, isn't it? Isn't well, it? That's that's more of the high six k range. I see. All right, high six k. Well, all right, fine. We'll we'll well one seventy one, one sixty nine, and one sixty eight. Well, I right. would probably put that in the high. All right, you're correct. I am incorrect. You're, you're good. <laughs> I'm wrong. All this. And let's talk about somebody that is in the mid six k range here, because uh, I think a lot of people will be going away from this matchup, and that's Tyler Boyd against Pittsburgh because they see the Pittsburgh defense. But Boyd actually has the better of the defensive sort of uh, matchups there at the slot receiver uh, position. He's, you know, he's a fading Joe Hayden. Um, obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick is a safety. He doesn't have to worry about that. But uh, I do like Boyd here coming out of uh, coming out of the bye. And if since he, you know, they have to throw the football a lot in this game, I think Boyd at 64 uh, should still be a fine option. It's amazing how his price never increases, right? He always stays like high fives, low sixes. He never gets more expensive than that. No. Um which is great because I love him because he does get peppered with targets. It is a, it is a good matchup for him. Not a great matchup, but it's a good matchup. You know, Pittsburgh's secondary is, uh, is weak. It's their front seven. That's their strength. So um, I definitely like that, uh, that play a lot. And then, you know, then you kind of look at the guys who are around him. I mean, Fulgham's an interesting one. Like, you know, they're, they're getting a bunch of weapons back with Rager and Dallas Goddard being there. And, you know, so I, I worry about that. So, you know, if you're like looking for somebody in this range, it's like Lockett, Boyd, I can dig on that. But then even the other guys who are like, you know, 6K between 6 and 6.5, I, I don't like any of that really. Yeah, no, it's definitely a little bit of a mess. I, I agree with you there. 
Um, Fulgham, uh, I'm okay with, you know, I don't know exactly what Alshon Jeffrey's role is going to be that now that they're expecting him to be active, but, uh, just him being on the field could potentially, uh, take a little bit away. I do like Juju Smith-Schuster. He says seemingly is over that knee problem, uh, that he's been dealing with, uh, last couple of games. He's been strong. Now, obviously big Ben is the question mark there. If Ben is out, can't really trust Juju at all, uh, against Cincy. So you have to at least be aware of that. Um, Howard, the, the mid-6Ks, or mid-5Ks, I guess I'll say, uh, Christian Kirk, Brandon Cooks, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, John Brown, um, you know, Deontay Johnson's 5,200. Like, that whole tier there, I think, has a lot of upside. This is definitely where the upside is is hanging out. You know, Deontay Johnson at 52. Yeah. Uh, John Brown. Hey, come on. John Brown, revenge game narrative right there, That's right? That's what I was saying. Yeah, 5,300 coming off 11 targets. I think there's a... Again, these are all home run hitters, in my opinion, right? Like big guys that go downfield, like Mike Williams, John Brown can find the end zone. Brandon Cooks, 5,600, had the 70 yard uh, touchdown last week, um, you know, or 57, it was 57 yard touchdown. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of those guys in that mid uh, 5K, low 5K range are probably going to appear in some winning lineups for sure. Yeah, probably. Th- that would be our winning lineups our our winning lineups let me ask you about somebody that may be in your winning lineup or not how are you feeling about Devontae parker at 5k um i'm okay with it i'm okay with it i don't you know again while i could sit there and say that i might like you know my miami's offense if i'm talking about betting the game with the spread but, you know, do I want to invest? Do I want to make that my DFS investment? Mm, I mean, 5K, it's not a lot of, you know, it's not a lot of stake there. So, I mean, I guess I could, but I don't know. getting targets, right? I mean, they don't, Preston Williams uh, and his target share is, is no well, longer according, there. According to your Twitter feed, it's all going to Mike Gasicki. Well, I was waiting to get to the tight ends, Howard. I was trying to finish up the receivers here. Well, then why? I'm, I'm not stacking Miami, so then why are you harping on Parker? Because of the value at 5K and, and the likely usage that he's going to see, I think merits being mentioned. I are, you gonna, are you going to stack Dolphins? I'm not going to stack Dolphins, but I think you're getting a number one receiver at 5K. Uh, in an offense, so yeah. that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at. Are you chasing mm. Curtis Samuel points? No, I'm not chasing Curtis Samuel points. Although I tell you, you know, Curtis Samuel with no Christian McCaffrey, uh, that's been, that's been that's been the money shot. It's been good. He's it's it's been pretty solid there. Uh, any dart throws that you're looking here under you know under five k? Um, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, there's probably a bunch of them here. Let's well, see. I wasn't sure if there was one particular that you were Jones on. I know you added somebody in the watch list, uh, thanks to the, uh, the recommendation of Dan Malin. Um, yeah, Josh Reynolds is a, uh, it was a great call by him. It was a great call, you know, targets getting into the end zone. It's just a really good spot. Um, the price is right. So yeah, I can't, I can't go against that. I thought that was, a uh, uh, a, a nice one there. I like Cole Beasley. Um, again, Cole Beasley always seems to get the uh, get the work that you want to see. Uh, he's at forty seven hundred. I like him. Um, let's see. Just kind of plodding through. Where do I want to go? I want to look at. What do you think about Danny Amendola's after ten targets last week? Yeah, you know, you could look at that. I see. If I'm gonna go Danny Amendola, I'd rather go to like KJ Hamler. 
and hope for the best there. Or okay. I would even, you know what? I I really like Greg Ward's matchup, you know, working out of the slot. Okay. Like if they put Rieger on the outside, I kind of, I'm kind of digging on that. I, I think that that's a. He did score one. against the Giants in their meeting in week seven. So uh, potential is certainly there. Uh, for Greg Ward. So yeah, a lot of guys here, I think in this, this range will be some, will be interesting. I'm sure one uh, will pop and break people's hearts. So uh, let's jump on over to the tight end spot uh, where we have Darren Waller as a top price guy at 5,900. I think everybody was really looking forward to playing Hawkinson, but all of a sudden he doesn't practice with a toe injury. Uh, you know, we got to figure out what's going to go on there when we get that final injury report. Uh, heading into the weekend because 5,100 knowing the target share with Hawkinson, the matchup against Washington, I felt like a lot of probably would have been one of the top owned plays. Right. And you know what? I got to be honest with you and say that I'm glad. I'm glad because the way that, you know, so far what we've looked at right now, and I think that this is, uh, you know, obviously important for, you know, people who are listening to, you know, when you're, when you're taking notes of certain things that we're talking about here, uh, the bottom line is, is that, we really like paying up at quarterback. Um, you know, there's there's one running back who we really want to pay up for, and then there's a, a, a sweet value at Mike Davis, right? But then it's like mid-tier wide receivers. It means we've got to pay down at tight end. We can't afford to pay. I can't afford to pay $5,100 for, uh, for TJ Hawkinson. Right. No, I agree with you. Um, you know, I liked this 4K range again. Uh, Evan Ingram finally came through for us last week. Uh, $4,500 this week, 10 targets in two straight games against Philly in week seven, six catches, nine on uh, nine targets for 46 yards. Of course, if you remember, Howard, that was the big drop that Evan Ingram had in that Philly game. Uh, would have basically been a closeout for them, uh, you know, if he was able to haul that one in, maybe even scored. So, um, good matchup there for Ingram. Uh, Mike Gesicki was the tweet that I put out there following the Preston Williams injury. Uh, obviously, Gesicki, very disappointing uh, this season, but four targets last week, 42 yards. And last year, his breakout happened once Williams went on IR. Uh, $4,300 for Gesicki, I think, is a, is a dart throw, definitely worth uh, considering. Uh, but the first tight end that I put in my lineup builds this week, Howard, was actually Austin Hooper at $3,900. Uh, prior to his appendicitis, you know, needing the surgery there, uh, we started seeing him more involved. He had 23 targets over the previous three weeks. He found the end zone in week four. Um, you know, the production started being there. He's $3,900. Oh, that was $3,900 and uh, ten, three straight weeks of 10 plus fantasy points. Yeah, listen, I think that, um, you know, with no OBJ there, I think Austin Hooper definitely pops a little bit more um you know and even with the, i tell you what even with the crappy weather that they're supposed to be because it's supposed to rain throughout the entire time yeah i saw that um sunday through monday so you know i mean if you're looking at you know baker doing the uh the short passing game sort of a thing uh then yeah austin hooper definitely becomes a uh, a good value for you at tight end and i'll tell you what i mean listen in all honesty um when it comes to the tight end position you know this week I think we're fishing in that right area. I think even Evan Engram is probably a little bit too expensive. Gesicki at forty three hundred, um, okay, uh, but I mean he, you know, for like a, a GPP, <clears throat> I'm not going to do it in a cash game because of the inconsistency, and we can't just assume that just because Preston Williams is out that that's, you know, going to happen there. Um, so yeah, so moving down to a guy like Austin Hooper, I think. 
you know, you've got just as good of a shot at Austin Hooper doing stuff as you do Dallas Goddard or Mike Gesicki. Um, you know, even be- probably better than Ebron, who, you know, sees a, a small handful of targets, but it's mostly it is mostly in the uh in the in the red zone there. So, you know, Hooper at 39, that's probably that's probably where I'll live for the most part, unless I want to pay down further. I was gonna uh, say at thirty three hundred dollars, there's Logan Thomas. You're thirty five hundred Jordan Reed. Like, yeah, you you worry about him getting hurt, of course. But New Orleans sucks against the tight end. They I, wor- I worry about his snap share. I guess you know last week he only played thirteen snaps. He was only on, he was because he was on a snap count. Like nobody talked about it until after the game started already. Like yeah. nobody talked about the fact that Jordan. Like here's the problem with the with the the beat writers for San Francisco is that they're not they're being told not to give information out to the public, right? Uh, Je- Jennifer Chan from NBC Sports Bay Area said it, admitted it that yeah. that's what was going on. That the PR department for the team and Kyle Shanahan were telling him not to do it. So nobody was told that Jordan Reed was already he was on a snap count for his first game back. So, so my question is though, can we trust him not to be on a snap count again? Right? Are you going to invest in a guy who could be playing twenty snaps this week instead of thirteen? You know that I think there's there's no there's you know what the fact that he walked away healthy from the this you know the last game uh, and that he's been practicing in full this entire week uh, tells me that he's good to go. Like there's no reason to put him on a snap count. Okay. That's fine. Uh, listen, I don't disagree with you. I'm just, you don't know, right? That's a, he's more of a GBP play than a cash play for sure. Obviously. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Defense here, Howard. Uh, again, we have Steelers at home. Obviously a matchup that we always sort of like to, uh, you know, target their sack numbers at home are just absolutely ridiculous this season. Um, you know, but again, they're the top priced defense uh, on the board. So, you know, we're, we're looking to spend down here. Uh, because of obviously we're trying to spend up elsewhere. Uh, so do, what kind of uh, defenses are you taking an eye on this week? Uh, you know, I was kind of going through them, you know, some interesting stuff. Uh, believe it or not, I, you know, there's there's a little piece of me that kind of digs the Saints D at home against San Francisco and Nick Mullins. Um, that interested me a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of... Uh, yeah, there really isn't a lot of really strong defensive matchups this week, are there? How do you, how do you feel about Washington? I know they're on the road, but you know that that defensive line, eleven sacks in their last two games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's def- it's sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, listen, I agree with you. Um, if we're worried about weather, I mean, Cleveland has to jump out to you at twenty nine hundred, right? Right, um, then Houston would also like you if you sure. if it's if there's going to be a ton of weather, why don't you just pay down for Houston at twenty four? I feel like I worry more about the Cleveland running game running over Houston than Duke Johnson running over Cleveland. Sure, I guess that, that's my sure. Uh, sure, sure, sure. my one thing there. But no, I mean, listen, I agree with you. It's going to be interesting to try to find, um, you know, cheap defenses. Do you do you believe that the Giants are turning a corner? I do believe the Giants are turning a corner. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would take a look at them. You know what? I mean, listen, you know, Detroit could be our sleeper defense this week at 2,600 because 
it's still Alex Smith. And while, yes, he threw for 300 yards last week, he did also throw three interceptions. And, yes, he's had the entire week to practice. But you know what? This is still the Washington football team. And so maybe Detroit all of a sudden has, like, you know, a little bit of interest there. Yeah. I, I, I could have uh, some interest in Detroit there for sure. I won't, uh, I won't fight you too much on that one, Howard. If uh, Miami gets their players back from the COVID reserve list, then I'll use them against the Chargers. Okay. I like that. You were high on them given the, given the sort of the history of that game there. So uh, I like it. I, I like it a lot. Uh, any? Uh, did you make a lineup at all, Howard, or any final thoughts here before we rewrap this one up? I didn't because I got to be honest with you, man. Like we just kind of talked through the whole thing and I'm like, like, I, I mean, we, I got, I, 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 I can, I, we, we can, we can, well, here, I'll tell you what, did you build one? I did build a lineup. Yes. All right. Let's hear your lineup then go through it, go through it a little slowly. So I can, uh, <laughs> I can maybe see about making my own lineup here. All right. Perfect. So I went ahead at the quarterback position. I'm doing the Jared Goff. Uh, I'm, I'm believing in him this week against Seattle. Uh, that's where I'm going to start out at my lineup. Uh, running back, Miles Sanders coming back from injury against the Giants. I do like that for him. I took the Mike Davis 4K punt because everybody else will. Uh, paired up Jared Goff with Cooper Cup at 6900 Paid up for Devontae Adams at $9,000. Uh, at um, my other wide receiver position, Devontae Parker at 5K. Tight end, I took Logan Thomas here against Detroit. I just like that matchup and knowing that they're going to have, uh, you know, some target share. There were six targets last week. Uh, at flex, I went with John Brown in a little bit of a revenge return game there uh, against his former team in Arizona. Uh, then at defense, I took the Washington footballers uh, against Detroit. There you go. There you go. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't hate that lineup, John. I don't hate that lineup. Um, all right, let's see. I uh, oh geez, really? Did I put all that together? I think I can. I think I can definitely. Uh, I can spend up here. Hold the hold the <laughs> hold phone. the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Would you rather John Brown at fifty three or Deontay Johnson at fifty two against Cincy if Ben Roethlisberger plays? Come on, man! It's the revenge game narrative. I you know, know I had we to, love I, that. I had to ask. I had to. Ask. Like you know, we love that, John. For crying out loud! All right, I'm, I've 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 built something here. Okay. Um, <laughs> and now I'm like I'm I'm now, but I have extra money now. Isn't that the way it always works? Isn't that always the way it works? Um, it could be. It could be. Oh, but look at that. Holy shnikes. All right. Well, let's see. What if I went um, with a big Green Bay stack, like we said you couldn't do? All right. I'm listening. What we got? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones. Oh, you know what? Wait, I forgot to do something here. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, no, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> I am not going to. Well, maybe I can. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on one second here. <laughs> right? I'm like, wait a minute. I could fit this, but I didn't have anything coming back uh, on my uh, on my stack until now. You know, I don't always think you need something necessarily coming back on your stack if you believe that one offense is just going to hang, you know, 40. 
you know, obviously uh, it's a common strategy to have somebody come back, but something I've, I've discussed a couple of times already on different shows, uh, you know, it, it, the, the feeling that you need something coming back in certain games where one team's implied t- uh, scoring total, you know, in themselves could be enough for fantasy value. You know, you don't necessarily always need somebody coming back. No, you don't always do. But for the same token, you also don't want your, your primary stack to take its foot off the gas. Right. You know, and that's, I think that's, you know, that's, that's one of the things. So, you know, and I'll tell you what, what's been working pretty well for me this season so far has been to find that, you know, that, that, team that just wants to run the ball run the ball run the ball like minnesota and you go with dalvin cook and then you have the whole passing attack the whole team opposite it coming at back the other way right so for example if i went aaron Rodgers with aaron jones and i figure that jacksonville is going to try and run the ball real hard so they go with uh james robinson right so i go Rodgers, jones robinson Devonte Adams, then I do John Brown, Josh Reynolds. Uh, my tight end is Austin Hooper. I got Mike Davis in the flex and the Giants D. I like that. I like that. Josh Reynolds. I mean that that could be the play this week. It really, it honestly, really could be the play. The target share was it seventeen targets the last two weeks, Howard? I mean. It's hard to really argue that and and that matchup against Seattle's fantastic. So uh, be sure to check out the playbook. It's going to be out on Saturday. Uh, Example lineup dartboard out on Saturday. You'll have the Fancy Alarm live stream with Jen B. Chendi and Howard Bender from 11 to 12 on Sunday. Uh, Fancy Alarm live chat from 11 to 1 with myself, Sean Mitchell, and Ryan Hallam taking you right up to roster lock, answering all your questions to help you succeed again. And hopefully we'll get to see all those screenshots like we've been seeing the last couple of weeks, Howard, huh? That would be fantastic. I would absolutely love to see a lot more screenshots. More green, baby. Show me more green. Amen to that. So everybody, good luck, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.